Is that a polar bear directing traffic down there? (laughs) 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 I just needed to get that in there. Um, (laughs) Welcome to Why Are We Like This, a podcast where we travel back in time into our childhoods in search for entertainment gold and a little bit of perspective. I'm Kevin Kelleher, and I'm joined today by my Brand Center colleagues. Sarah Hipwell. Maya Conkey. Ed Keithley. And Shay Franzen. Today on Why Are We Like This, our topic is the most special holiday specials, the Santa Claus edition. We'll be reminiscing about our favorite holiday classic movies growing up, and to prep for this episode, we all rewatched the 1994 Christmas classic, The Santa Claus, where Tim Allen manslaughters Santa <laughs> and then takes his job. <laughs> First thing I want to talk about, speaking of the Santa Claus, the 1994 Christmas classic, um, really strange premise, you know, um, Tim Allen, uh, you know, playing uh, uh, Scott Calvin, manslaughters Santa by waving at him, um, and then becomes Santa. <laughs> so, like, I just really want to know about, like, the pitch for this movie, <laughs> like, like how much cocaine was in the room at the time. <laughs> like, oh, the, the, so uh, something I found out in researching this is... The guys that wrote this movie also wrote Space Jam. Really? really? <laughs> yeah. huh. Well, I don't know if that makes more sense or less. I right? feel like it makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And I just think there's just like barrels of cocaine. And, oh, speaking of cocaine, um, we'll eventually get to talking about the movie. Um, so also in researching this, I discovered um, that Tim Allen, he almost didn't get the role as Santa Claus because of don't you dare pause this. <laughs> oh, are you what are you what are you about to do? <laughs> uh, well, um, it, uh, this is cocaine erasure. Um, the so Tim Allen almost didn't get the role with Disney because he had a criminal record. Um, and I was like, oh, that's like a criminal record. What criminal record did Tim Allen have? You know. And then uh, I, I went and Googled it, and um, on October 2nd, 1978, Allen was arrested in the Kalamazoo Battle Creek International Airport for possession of 650 grams of cocaine. Oh, my goodness. Wait, in the airport? <laughs> he subsequently pleaded guilty to felony drug, tra- drug trafficking. <laughs> Wait, did he ever go to jail for this? Like, why do I not? Yeah, he, yeah, he went to jail for, for uh, two years and four months. What? Yeah. <laughs> What? Why, do, why does Wait. nobody talk about these things? And he he's what kids see every single yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. No, they're literally making like a new Santa Claus reboot yeah. right now. Is he is he the star of it? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. back. Yeah. Reprising the same role. King's yeah. back. Yeah. The king is back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, apparently Disney was like, yeah, making a big stink about it. And I was like, oh, well, one, that is kind of, that is like not great. They're like, Disney like refuses to hire anybody with a criminal record. Um, but like in looking it up, I was like, oh, well, that is certainly a criminal record. You know? <laughs> it was, See, uh, the, the ha- that happened in the seventies and this was made in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was like, he, so he was two years out of college in 78 and then went to jail for three years. Um, and then like worked his way up as a stand up comedian. And then, so he, Tim Allen was like three years into doing, 
uh, Full House before he did this movie, and this was like his first major. Wait, like, he was in Full House. Oh, sorry, not Full House. Home Improvement. Other House. <laughs> other I was House like, sitcom. Which, yeah. <laughs> thank you for correcting. Thank you for catching that. I didn't realize this, but this movie was like a massive box office hit at the time. It was the fourth highest grossing movie in 1994. It was. It trailed only The Lion King, Forrest Gump, and. Have y'all ever heard the movie True Lies? It's a Schwarzenegger joint. Um, it's, you know, trash, but those were the only movies that made more, and those were, like, massive, massive hits. The Santa Claus made, like, $200 million almost. Yeah, right. Wow, wow. That's impressive. Yeah. They, they made more money than Speed, than Mrs. Doubtfire, than Schindler's List, than Ace Ventura, than The Mask, than Dumb and Dumber. It was a big year for Jim Carrey, 1994. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but... This movie like crushed, and uh, and I was one of the people that saw it in theaters. Um, oh, nice. Very Congrats. cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're the pioneer Very old. of Santa Claus. <laughs> I wasn't even in the womb yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. We've all just recently rewatched it, but do y'all remember the first time you saw the Santa Claus? I don't remember the first time, honestly. Like I have these weird memories of a few of the clips. So when we had talked about watching it, I had to actually stop and think, okay, so which one is this? All right. So when where they kill Santa? Have I seen that one? Wait, no, yeah, there is that one scene with the dog whistle at the very end. Yes, I've seen it. I can't tell you anything except that. Is this dead Santa or he gets a <laughs> wife or fighting with Martin Short? <laughs> <laughs> no, I could only remember that the stepdad gets a dog whistle at the end. I couldn't remember any of the details other than they kill Santa and the, the stepdad gets a dog whistle. That is such a weird subplot of, like, I know. of It's the, a weenie whistle. <laughs> the weenie whistle, yeah. <laughs> Those are the only details I could remember. So I, I came back to this as an adult, having not seen it since I was little. Yeah, um, for me, I'd, like, like Shay, I don't think I remember the first time I've watched it, but I have vivid memories of being in my living room or den, whatever you want to call it, uh, with the fire on around Christmas time, like with my family, and we'd all watch, you know, the Santa Claus movie. I feel like it was like one of those shows where, in between like certain like NFL or sports games, you like flip channels and like the Santa Claus would always be on. Mm. And like I feel like in the last couple of years, I've watched it more because it's been on Disney Plus. But I believe at my house, I do have the disc version, the Blu-ray version of the Santa Claus movies, all three of them. Nice. Um, Wait, so yeah, that's a good question. It's like, was it was this like a must watch or like a happen to watch in your family? And I'll come back to you. For, I want to know that for you, Shay. I think it's. Uh, I think it's got to be a must watch. I, it yeah. was one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, but then when you watch it as an adult, you're like, damn, uh, <laughs> this is made for kids. There's a lot of really strange stuff that happens in this movie. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Shay? I think it was a. We rented it once from Blockbuster. And never again. Okay. I think that's how. So this it was wasn't for us. a hit in the Franzen household. It was not. Um, I don't remember the first time I watched this, but I do know that um, probably from elementary to high school, like every Christmas time, I'd always watch the Santa Claus. It'd be on like TV or like ABC Family. I feel like a lot for like the holiday countdown movie thing, mm -hmm. and it just wasn't Christmas without this movie. Nice. Yeah. So this was this was a must have in the. It was comedy. a must-have, but, like, unspoken must-have. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, yeah. A must-have based on Maya, not the rest right. of my family. Like, you're not going to pop it in, but it would feel wrong if you didn't watch it kind of thing? Yeah. Sarah? So, this is... It's weird to me that this was in 1994 that it came out because 
it feels like like I remember seeing the movie in theaters which now that I think about it had to have been the second one it's it's always been in my family like every Christmas we watch it so I'm gonna guess the first time I ever saw it was in the comfort of my living room with the fireplace going like cookies being made in the background um in the kitchen but every time I think of it it just like makes me feel like home you know like Christmas time but I definitely remember seeing the second one in theaters yeah. when that was a thing. Yeah, because that came day. out in 2002, which I hadn't really thought about it, but like it, m- it must have taken some time for like Tim Allen's career to cool off before he was willing to do the second yeah. one. I was going to say, that's like a pretty big gap between the first and second. Yeah. Um, and now they're rebooting it, right? So it, like, yeah. I don't know what's going to change about it, but. The craziest thing for me is that they can get like a phenomena like Santa Claus to do a movie like that. <laughs> <laughs> Like how? Like how can you? Like how can you get like such a busy guy to do a yeah, movie like that? Yeah, then you kill that? him on screen. And yeah. he's fine with it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <you> <laughs> schedule like that. <laughs> oh, that is the funniest thing. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So, so I, I was. Uh, so I saw this in theaters. I was living in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, Eric Lloyd, who uh, plays Charlie, is eighteen months older than me, um, and so like at the time. This movie seemed like seemed like it was like made for me, you know. Like I was watching it. I remember watching it, thinking like Charlie seems cool, not like Charlie seems like a little kid. You know what I mean? You're trying uh, to chill with Charlie. Yeah, like I was like, yeah, this kid, this kid gets it. He's he, you know, he talks about like the repressed childhoods, and you know, he's like a he's like a he's got a lot of like psychologist talk, Charlie. Yeah, I guess because he's of gone Neil. through some trauma. For yeah, real. Yeah. Poor guy, but I mean, his dad's Santa Claus. So he's living life now, yo. Know? Right. I was going to say, Maya and I just did a Google search. The guy from, prob- like, I want to say this is, like, like probably the 90s when this photo was taken. But he had a, a lip piercing, like a hoop piercing on yeah. his lip. Actually, it couldn't have been the 90s because he was a little boy then, so never mind. But I literally think this is at the premiere of, like, probably the Santa Claus 2 or 3. Right. Like. Yeah. Did any of y'all like have crushes on on Charlie or uh, or uh, Bernard growing up? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, honestly, Bernard's hat was a big ick for me. Yeah, white white guy with dreads is not a good look. Yeah, I don't know. I really think that I would have been into it if I was like twelve years old watching it, but today definitely not. Not today. Yeah, I think I had a crush on the mom. <laughs> oh yeah, and wait, and uh, oh, you mean the uh, L- Laura? Like yeah, this, like this Charlie's one. mom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's pretty cute. Yeah. She's w- th- she's definitely got a like a can I speak to the manager kind of haircut, you know? Yeah, <laughs> little, little Karen. But I business. will say her fits are fire. Like they're cute. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'd wear that, and yeah. I'd wear that too. Yeah, I definitely wear like most of Neil's sweaters for sure. Yeah, he so has like yeah. he has like the most diverse ugly sweater closet in probably like in the world right like yeah. it's crazy yeah it's oh, great we should have had a sw- an ugly sweater event for this yeah I, I have like a i'm wearing this really awful um i don't know the christmas turtleneck tr- christmas t-shirt tree thing? yeah um but yeah we didn't we didn't really co- coordinate one of, <laughs> so one of the um things that i found really funny looking at this movie is just how much they struggle like if you read the plot descriptions like how much they struggle to describe the movie right like on disney plus like it says like a bizarre twist of fate um (laughs) and in the 
in another in another spot it says um, one of the descriptions is uh, divorced dad Scott has custody of his son on Christmas Eve after he accidentally kills a man in a Santa suit. <laughs> they are magically transported to the North Pole, where all uh, where an elf explains that Scott must take Santa's place before the next Christmas arrives. Like, so you killed Santa, right? Like, say it. <laughs> like, it's it's weird. Like they they they're like afraid to talk about murdering Santa. It's I, a kids' movie. To, yeah, I mean, like to that point, I just feel like if you ever if you're ever having a bad day. Just Google the Rotten Tomatoes reviews. <laughs> Everything just roasts this movie. Also, it's it's ah, this is my dream job to be someone that could work for Rotten Tomatoes and just write a bunch of terrible reviews for these movies. But wild, disturbing, and it made no sense. The Santa Claus is a failure <laughs> as a holiday movie. It just the whole thing. I mean, I personally love this movie, so right. I'm very curious what y'all thought about it when you rewatched, but... It, it doesn't hold up as well yeah. as it used to. I, I feel like everybody's take is like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, can't speak for everybody. I've heard a lot of people say like, uh, that movie is terrible and also fire. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, like, is it a hit or a miss? Right. Like, for everybody, like, after re-watching it, what do y'all think? Well, that's a good question. I really, I really think it's a hit. Like, I don't think I'll ever not like the Santa Claus, like, it's a trilogy plus, you know, the Disney Plus show that I've yet to see. But, like, the whole trilogy is amazing. Like, it just reminds me of Christmas and, you know, like, the pine needles. I could smell them. I got, like, I got my Christmas tree in my living room. Like, all that stuff. Uh, definitely a hit for me. I have to say it's weirdly both. Like, mm. it's not a good movie. I would have to say straight down, it's not a good movie. But there is something weirdly enjoyable about roasting it and tearing apart every moment and just saying there is no way that Santa's actually dead. Look at this moment, that moment, this minor detail. For a conspiracy-minded person like me, this is so much fun just to tear apart. Yeah, I would I would agree. Like it almost feels like a movie that was like obviously written pre-Twitter, but like was just written to be roasted on Twitter and they know that and it's like by design that they that it is this uh kind of bizarre but yeah i don't know i still i still love it we'll talk a little bit more about the plot but like there are just like so many little things that are just in santa's in santa's workshop like there's the ballroom and nobody ever acknowledges the ballroom but there's just like this like, <laughs> room that they walk by where you can see all these balls bouncing in the back like i don't know there are some things about it that are just so delightful and hilarious um but yeah i don't know it's yeah it's definitely like so hit, it's hit and miss is definitely uh is well said it definitely was a hit when I was younger. Like, I think it was my favorite Christmas movie. But re-watching it, honestly, like, I was like, this is more for adults. Like, I wonder if they mm. they wanted to make a Christmas movie for adults because I didn't get a bunch of the jokes that were said when I was younger. And now re-watching it, I'm like, whoa, like, he said right. this and that. and But I, I still think it's a hit. But also the special effects, just now that I'm, like, looking into that and stuff, like, as an AD... They suck. Like, I thought it looked so real. I'm like, wow, this is the North Pole. I want to be there. And then rewatching it, it's like a green screen or like when he goes down the chimney, it's like all yes. warped. And I'm <laughs> like, what, what was that? Like, I literally thought those this was real. I'm like, how did he do that? And now I'm like, the special effects. Ooh, but yeah. I guess when I first watched it as a kid, I didn't remember the part about him being so rude to that one girl when he goes down the chimney. 
like after you yeah, know, he's like straight up mean oh my gosh <laughs> like i get that they're trying to like per- they're trying to portray him as this like grumpy man that hates christmas and like is a workaholic but at the same time i was like that should have been enough for me to like never want to watch this movie again yeah, as a little right. kid like but also and then she like remembers what he like what he said and like puts out soy milk and he's like a monster again i know i know but yeah was that in the state was that number one or was yeah yeah yeah, he's he's like this milk's gone oh he's he's nicer about it he's like he's like this this milk's gone sour and it's she's like it's soy milk oh oh, right because he's lactose intolerant yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. well why don't we take a moment to uh get get a word from our sponsor Um, (laughs) who's it gonna be this week It was the night before Christmas, and children were dreaming of the presents Santa would bring. Somebody's on the roof. But this Christmas Eve... Hey, you! The unthinkable happened. You killed him! Did not. Now, this night... Something should happen to me. Put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. It's up to them... Let's go! ...to save the day. Together, Scott Kelvin and his son Charlie take on the biggest job in the world. Looking good, Dad. And though it has its dangers... Nice teeth. He thought it was just for one night. You're the new Santa. I am not Santa Claus. Ah. You put on the suit, you're the big guy. What if I don't buy into this Santa Claus thing? Then there would be millions of disappointed children around the world. All right, y'all. So I want to talk a little bit about the plot of this uh, masterpiece. I guess the first beat we'll call kind of like meet Scott Calvin, who is a toy salesman slash like real piece of work. It opens up on uh, a Christmas party. And insanely, this company, like a toy company, is having a Christmas party, like an office Christmas party on Christmas Eve. Did this strike anybody else's really strange? (laughs) Yes, for a toy company? It just doesn't make sense because why does... Why does there need to be a toy company when we have Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a very good point. Is, you know? Yeah, like those don't, it doesn't make sense that we would have both. And also, yeah. Wait, like, going off of that, also, like, how come, like, some kids didn't get presents from Santa Claus? Like, the parents, like, with his weenie whistle, how come Santa <laughs> didn't give him that earlier? You know what I mean? Like, if there's Santa really, like, why Wait, is... What are you talking about? Like... No, no, no. <laughs> Santa's real. <laughs> no, I know he's real, guys. Come on, let's. Guys, don't, don't. We can't. Don't, don't. Kevin, Kevin, like, J- Kevin, take your headphones off for a second. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, they're off. Guys, Kevin doesn't know that Santa isn't real. We need to, like, can, can y'all chill? Ed, you're not going to be able to play this podcast when you have your first child soon because you're going to be <laughs> giving away to your child that Santa Claus is not real. Oh Wait, my, what? But he is. I put my headphones <laughs> back on. <laughs> Kevin, he's he's real. Just don't don't okay. worry about it. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. Later. it I, met, I met him. I swear. <laughs> I swear it. But also, like the whole movie. Well, in the beginning of the movie, Cal. What's his name? Scott Calvin. Scott Calvin. He's SC. SC. He is basically talking about tr- <laughs> for our for our Bob classmates out there. You'll know what we're talking about. Um, no, like he's talking about how he doesn't believe in Santa, right? But then, how does he think all the presents in this movie? end up under the tree because it can't just be the parents like i don't know the whole thing just like the, the beginning premise of the movie like falls a little flat for me when i'm an adult now rewatching it but 
I don't know. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yes. <laughs> it's just, like, weird how, like, some kids get presents from Santa and some don't. Or, I don't know, like, the parents are buying all these gifts and then a big-ass canoe's in there, right. too. Like, where'd that canoe come from? It's right. just... How right. can Santa not be real when the parents clearly, they wake up the next morning and they're like, well, I didn't buy this canoe, but Santa doesn't exist. Right. Well, I might have a slight answer. Just looking at how everyone in the toy company were treating each other. Like, remember, there's the boss with his secretary clearly having an affair in the view of everyone of the office. And everyone, and even Scott Calvin jokes about that fact that oh yeah, <laughs> right. their families it's aren't here adult. to notice it. Yeah. All the adults are just mean to each other like the only adults we see that actually like each other are charlie's mom and stepdad they're like the only adults actually treating each other nice for most of the movie so i mean for all we know one parent says thinks that the other parent got the extravagant gift that santa dropped by right i mean in this world i'm pretty sure communication does not exist because i'm don't think that any of it would have happened had that been a skill of anyone yeah that's a good point well speaking of so like after so we get through the christmas party and then we get to um i don't know i guess it's like you know you meet neil and laura and who drop off charlie uh scott calvin's son um and charlie is pretty savage to his dad early on (laughs) he says uh pick me up tomorrow early uh we're talking sun up and you're here (laughs) he's saying this to his mom and scott calvin can hear him it's like oh man like there are a couple of things in this movie where it's like, is is he supposed to be just like a lovable rascal when we meet him, or is he like a monster? I'm I kind of get the vibe that he's like a. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's like this workaholic dad that's not present. Because remember, he's late yeah. to show up to his house to spend Christmas Eve with his kid. And he lies. Yeah, and he. Oh right, yeah. There, there's traffic on the road. Sorry, honey. Yeah, but he's like taking a sweet ass time and having you know like they're. Christmas party at work the night before Christmas. Definitely gives off that vibe. I mean, and to add on to it, they are divorced probably because of that workaholic mentality and and stuff like that. So I do, I do think he starts off like as this villain, you know, he has this bad persona around him, which is super ironic because Neil has like probably the much higher paying job in this scenario and (laughs) is, you know, wearing a sweater vest or whatever he's, whatever Scott gets mad at him for. And, is chilling on Christmas Eve. So. The thing is, right. if this wasn't a Christmas movie, you realize that Neil would have been the hero. He's the stepdad taking, uh, stepping up and taking the real dad's place because the real dad can't yeah. be bothered. The real to dad who abducts, time. who uh, yeah, he's like <laughs> he doesn't have custody and abducts his son for a month. Right? Which yeah. really, in a real, uh, although this t- this does make sense, like fits that that is the actor placed in this role given his his past. With illegal activities, and then um, does it again again in the movie, um, like abducting his son. It is ironic that like all the snow on the ground, and like you know, with his past <laughs> and the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it, took, it took me a second. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, why is no one else laughing? Yeah, that's another. Like, I was like, I was like, why are all? I guess it was probably. It was like John Hughes and like Home Alone that set the precedent, but it's like feels like every Christmas movie is in like a Chicago suburb, yeah. right? It's in, this is movies in Lakeside, and like I, like what is it about that choice, where um, they just want to like I don't know borrow some of that Home Alone magic? They murder Santa Claus like at, at the beginning of it. Like, yeah. To talk about that, like I can't believe 
<laughs> that little kids just watch on repeat Santa Claus dying every year. Yeah. And then the elves just don't care. Like, they don't yeah. say anything. There's no, like funeral or anything like i know we talked about it earlier but like yeah well let's let's break down the scene where santa dies right so like scott calvin runs out in a classic look right like he's got the puffer jacket and boxers on you know he's just like looking awesome looking deranged apparently there was a like an early version of the script or or maybe that tim allen suggested what if i shoot him (laughs) And, and, and the director was like no, <laughs> that's not that. That's gonna set the wrong tone. It so does not take place in Texas. Yeah, it's just like I don't. Uh, yeah, I I don't think you come back from suit shooting Santa. Um, but he does turn to Santa and say and yells, "Hey, you!" And then Santa falls like is like scared and falls off the roof. And Doesn't like, he wave first though? Santa waves. No, he waves like. Right before he disappears into thin air. Yeah, like yeah. That, that is the strangest off. shot. Oh, oh, oh. His arms are kind of waving because he's falling. Um, he's when like he falls. flailing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's the word. But also, like, is that even a two-story house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a townhouse. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. semi-detached. It's, it's yeah. not. So it was only two stories. Remember, it was not huge. I mean, but like, where did he go? He yeah. fell into the snow. Yeah, so he falls he off. He falls out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> some my my wife. My wife uh, uh, remarked when we were watching this. She was like, she was like, they definitely like, covered up his face with snow because it would just be way too dark to see Santa's <laughs> dead face. <laughs> so then, Sir Scott Calvin goes rummaging through his clothes and actually says, like, okay, if you're conscious, like, I'm just looking for identification. Pulls out the card that says Santa Claus. If something should happen to me, the reindeer would know what to do. Right. Trust the reindeer. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay, that leads me to my next question (laughs) about this movie would be like, how often does a Santa Claus die for them to know what to do in this scenario? Because in this, like, uh, series of movies, he doesn't die. I mean, Tim Allen doesn't die. So, like, that's years and years and years of this supposedly happening. How long was this Santa around? Like, it, they just, it seemed, like, weird to me that they had this, like, backup plan for, like, when Santa dies, every 10 years, we're going to, like, right. introduce a new one. A problem I see with this as well is I'm pretty sure when you're meeting the elves, they the elves tell you that they're, like, a thousand plus years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. And how are the elves, like, invincible, but Santa Claus can't <laughs> fall well, off it, a Yeah, roof. it kind of seems like Santa is just, like, a functionary, you know? It's like, yeah. we need you for, like, a month tops, and yeah. <laughs> you can but go like, back to living your life. But, like, Santa can go down as many chimneys as possible with all this, like, crazy CGI that's happening in the movie, but yeah. can't fall off yeah. the roof. It's <laughs> a two-story I, roof, I, like Shay said. I do want to know, like, what are y'all's, like, what do you think they're saying? Like, there's that one moment where... Santa's Santa just gives that one little wave. Like it looks like rigor mortis like sets in immediately. Like he falls <laughs> off the roof. He's just immediately stiff, which is strange. But then there's yeah. that one little like strange shot where he waves. And I'm just like, what are they are are they trying to say this was a setup? Like <laughs> That's my thought. Yeah. Wait, break so, it down. Yeah. Shay has a conspiracy theory. <laughs> of course. So Santa. He was obviously in a similar situation. Jumping into what we'll probably talk about a little later with the sequel, the second movie establishes also that Santa Claus should be married with a Mrs. Claus, which there is no trace of. The elves are not overly su- surprised, nor are they upset at the fact that Santa Claus has suddenly changed. That's telling me that this is a common enough occurrence that, especially for people that lived a couple thousand years, yeah, this, it, it's just a new one. Now also consider the fact that 
Santa, we have no body. He waves. He just falls off a two-story roof. He's, he has to have been on towers and such. And he falls off a 24 feet, maybe. Right. So yeah. It's, so. not not a, a, it's not a big townhouse. That yeah. would not have killed him. And then the fact that his body just randomly disappears. I'm saying that he didn't die. This is his escape. Somehow, he figured out a, a loophole of the, of the Santa Claus, of the actual clause, that says something to the effect of, until you can no longer serve as Santa, you're stuck, and that you are losing your identity and becoming Santa. Wow. This is the previous Santa's escape oh, right. from and they, being they like, Santa Claus. They, like, clause. mess up the logic even worse with, like, the third episode, because the third episode is, like, the escape clause, yeah, where the they're, like, they're, like, the elves have been hiding from from Scott Calvin the entire time that he could have just been like, nah. <laughs> so a really strange choice to make like 15 years yeah. later. Yeah. So the previous Santa's decided to replace himself so that he can go reclaim his old identity and live with his wife in a happy life. Now as to your question of how frequently does this happen, consider this. We have a new series coming out and I have looked at what they say is going to come. Although at the point of recording it, the episodes haven't come out. Shay is currently today. pointing to a board with a bunch of uh, <laughs> a bunch of lines drawn on it, and she's got a lot of like like cut out uh, newspaper clippings. Um. Basically, the the mini series is about him trying to find a successor because he's just too old to be Santa Claus. During this movie, he's he has a young son. He's what late thirties, early forties, if we want I to be. He very says he's thirty eight. Thirty eight. Tim, I actually wait. remembered that too. Yeah, right. Tim <laughs> Allen's supposed to be 38 in this movie. Yeah, he looks yes. older. Yeah, yeah. man is definitely like yeah. in his 40s. I'm, I'm 30. I'm 34. Tim Allen is not four years but older also, than me in this movie. That is like <laughs> so common with movies that were made, or movies or shows made in the 90s. They always had like 25 year olds playing the like 16 year old right. girl. Mm-hmm. So yep. not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. So the miniseries, both of his sons, which he only has one in this movie, he has another one later on. Both of his sons are adults or close to adults. So that's adding at least another 20 years, maybe 30. So we're talking about someone that's in his vague 60s-ish. Right. And now he's decided to retire because he's too old to be Santa, which I just find odd because I feel like that's the the low end of a Santa. If you were going to rank all of the different Santa Clauses in every iteration... I'm pretty sure he's one of the youngest to be trying to retire at at the age when most of them are getting started as he's Santa. He's like the JFK of, of Santa's. So yeah. I actually think I have a counter conspiracy. Go for it. So what if this was all planned by Charlie? Kevin's got um, uh, the QAnon website open, it looks like. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, this is not, uh, I'm not looking at any, uh, conspiracy. I'm just looking up, uh, good names from, um, from a man, Chris, Chris Kringle. Um, <laughs> but what if it's all Charlie? What if like he set up like a little, he put some water on there. You know, we saw him on the oh. roof that one time. What if he put some water so that, um, Santa Claus would slip, right? Oh my God. And he knew yeah. that it would kill him. Then his dad would put it on. <laughs> and then we, like, I, I saw a comment on this YouTube video and it's like, 
Charlie said in one of the last scenes that he wants to join the family business, which means he, <laughs> has, he has to kill his father. Yeah. I, Emily and I have like said the exact, we were like, like it's like he kind of says it like ominously. It was like at the very end where he's like, no, I think I'm going to go into the family business. And you're like, are you going to kill your dad? Like what if he's a crazy psychopath? <laughs> I you think know? you guys have just predicted the end of the miniseries. Yeah, I hope Disney so. Plus uh, presents Charlie Kills Daddy. Serial killer. Who is Charlie. coming, like who who's coming back? for the reboot then is it all, all of the characters yeah, yeah i think all of them is, so it's, like it's maybe t- this is when it happens bernard's coming back charlie's coming Bernard. back I, th- I think yeah wow yeah maybe this is when it happens then bernard's so know. handsome i swoon yeah. the uh, another great like sight gag in that uh in that scene is the rose suchik ladder company oh i love that part <laughs> though so i really as an advertising student i genuinely appreciated that <laughs> plan <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how punny this movie is. Just Santa Claus or anything. I, I love how they're taking like Twas the right. Night Before Christmas so literally. Yeah. Rose such a clutter. Yeah. <laughs> so you meet the the sleigh you, you see the sleigh, you meet the reindeer. Um I learned that the reindeer, the real reindeer that you see are from the Toronto Zoo. This this movie was filmed like in like Toronto area and that they called it Chicago because I don't know, people don't like Canada. Um Canada. Yeah, and then they say like, this, like this is where like you know, we were talking earlier about how this was kind of like a movie made for, like it, there are some pretty adult themes and jokes in it, but, but there's also like the reindeers like just do fart jokes, you know, <laughs> like like it's all their whole their whole gag is just fart jokes, which is amazing. So upon reaching the North Pole, you know they just kind of sit there for a little bit, and then an elf comes out, and, well, and the movie comes to a grinding halt with that. It's like the the worst song ever recorded, right? Like that song that like do I I forget every time that that song is in there, but like they land, they land the sleigh. And then there's that song that's like it's the, like in the silence yes, of the night. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, when the guy, when the elf has the pole that like rises up, and Charlie goes, "It's the North Pole," you know when that scene happens. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. I pre- I again appreciated that plan words with the pole coming up, but yeah. It's I. Oh my God! I'm a. I just realized that I only just now realized based on what. you Yes, said the that there is not probably a pole. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. Things you don't realize uh. as a child. Kevin, do, Kevin doesn't know about Santa. Don't tell him. And Ed doesn't know that there isn't a pole um, currently. <laughs> well, I thought the pole was really short. Like, I thought yeah. it was going to be this long, tall pole to see where it is so you can know where to land or whatever. But it's literally, like, mm, I don't know, four feet, and then it right. goes back into the snow. It's so weird. Yeah, and can we also talk about the fact, like, logistics here. I guess I only thought about this stuff, like, as an adult. But logistically, how did he land right in the perfect spot of where he was going to be lowered into the ground. Can we just talk about that? Like the reindeer know what to do. Apparently the yeah. whole, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, this is just a movie about like a mediocre white man, like, you know, like being just like having everything like work out for him. It's like he's got no skill at being Santa. Like the reindeer do everything. Like he's just <laughs> literally, he's just bumbling through life. I literally think like they wanted him to be kind of like Grinch like mm-hmm. or like Ebert. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Michael Caine, um, yeah. as he's known in the Muppets version. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's so my my wife said she was like I always I always <laughs> I always think that this is the most compelling depiction of the North Pole, and then I originally wrote that down as the most accurate depiction of the North Pole. Then I realized that made her sound insane. <laughs> like, like, <just> <laughs> <laughs> my wife says this is the most accurate depiction. <laughs> I didn't realize she was related to the Kelvins. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's actually Charlie. The North Pole, just looking at it visually, I do agree with your wife, honestly. It is beautiful. Yes, the animation leaves a lot to be desired, but I love the set of the North Pole. There's something so bright and colorful about it and just so weird. Everything is just a little bit bonkers, and that makes it so much fun. Or you've got the people riding the train to get around. You have the ballroom. So, guys, what did we learn today? <laughs> oh, wait. Also, <laughs> hot take is a nightmare before Christmas a Christmas mm. movie or a Halloween movie? Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Uh, my wife and I disagree, so that it means we never watch it. <laughs> I say it's a Christmas movie. It's for sure a Thanksgiving movie. What? <laughs> that wasn't Compromise. even an option. So. <laughs> what did we learn today? Hmm, I don't know. I'm going to pass that off to Shay. Shay, what, <laughs> what did you learn today? That art directors can be very picky about their animation. Ooh. Ouch. Uh, okay. <laughs> not saying that's a bad thing. What I learned is that it's, it's similar to what I learned in the last podcast, but... <laughs> Based on our different ages and different points in time, we all have some special feeling towards certain movies, and especially around uh, the holiday season. People that come, you know, from different different coasts and different time times, just all feel you the same way it. about the movie. Because I old people like it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think like the big takeaway for for me as and it seems like pretty much everyone here, because we all kind of said it at one point, was that as you get older, you kind of start to look at things in a completely different light. And especially as you have like these new experiences that shape you. So whether it be like, you're an art director, and so you start to actually pay more attention to the animations, or you're like me, and you're in a CBM, so you're, and you're a C and an S on the, the disc test assessment and so you're looking at everything really logically and analytic you're analyzing everything so I don't know I just think like as you get older your your opinion changes on the way that you're looking at these things that you used to do as a kid yeah I remember looking at uh, or remember this was yesterday (laughs) but I was like I was like Scott's giving some pretty bullshit notes on this guy's storyboard right (laughs) did y'all notice that (laughs) like like, like, the guy's like it's like the news like I've got this new uh, ad campaign we're running and he like starts to go through it and and Scott's like (laughs) what the fuck man let him finish (laughs) I know it's like all the things that they'd say at the brand center that would like totally go again yeah. How about some constructive it? feedback, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. Yeah. I hate your concept and go die. <laughs> you didn't provide a solution to this situation. Yeah, right, yeah. So. <laughs> don't bring a problem if you don't have a solution. Scott, Scott Calvin, not valid. But Chris Kringle, St. Nick, valid. valid. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who the heck is Chris Kringle? What? You guys have kept That's saying that. That's where we end the podcast. What? <laughs> Wait, I just maybe need to see a picture or something? No, that's literally Santa Claus. <laughs>
Santa really? Claus is Chris Kringle. That's his real name? Like, oh. <laughs> Wait, I'm really confused. Where's the button that's like... <laughs> 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 that's fantastic. So, yeah, so the wow. things that we've learned today are... Uh, uh, are Kevin believes in Santa Claus. Um, wait, 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 Ma- wait. Maya doesn't know who Chris Kringle is, and Ed <laughs> thinks the, the North Pole is literally a pole. Wait, you guys don't believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, we believe in the spirit. Kevin, Kevin can you earmuffs one more time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earmuffs. Uh, they're off. <laughs> yeah, I just looked up a picture of Chris Kringle. I've never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> I mean, it's just Santa Claus. It's, it's not like, Santa it's Claus. just, a, I don't know. There's probably some reason behind it, but it's like, there's some, it, it's I Santa guess Claus. <laughs> I only <laughs> believed in the Santa Claus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What about Saint Nick? Yeah, I believed in Saint Nick, but Chris Kringle, like, yeah. I have no idea. Like, who's, who's Saint Nick like, then? Santa Claus. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening, and follow us on Instagram and comment or DM us with your own Santa Claus conspiracy theories. Look out for our next episode where we talk about the PBS classic TV show Arthur, or maybe something completely different. But who knows? See you later.